Hi guys, I'm Rob from the Academy. I'm here again, just um, doing a little bit more maths. Um, I suppose at this stage here, we're coming to the end of the first term and maybe kind of doing a little bit of a post-mortem on how your first term has gone. Um, I think for a lot of you, probably, um, you're now beginning to, to look to the mocks coming up probably in February or March of next year. So um, I think the two of them are linked. It's kind of all about a progress check at this point that um, if you are preparing for mocks and you're, and, you're, and you're attending a school where you're going to be taking two mock papers in February um, or whenever your mocks happen, um, you're, there's no way you're going to get the entire course finished and revised by the end of February or the early part of March. That's not possible. So don't, don't even hope. Don't, don't set that as your target. The problem is that year after year, what students do is they, they try to revise the entire course before the mocks. They end up doing everything badly because you don't have the time to do it well. And you come out of your mocks with 15% or something like that. And that's a massive dent to your confidence because you're saying, look, I want to do medicine. I'm, I'm looking for H1 in maths. How do I get from 15% to over 90 in, in the time that's left available to me? It, it, it makes the task look very, very daunting. So you've kind of gone about this the wrong way. Okay, if you're, if you're preparing for mocks that way, that if you're preparing for mocks in, in, in the next six to eight weeks, the best thing to do is to pick maybe two or three topics. And I would suggest pick the most important ones on each paper and just do those very, very well. Accept the fact there's going to be a number of topics that you're not going to look at at all this side of your box because you, you, it's not possible to do everything anyway. So you might as well kind of take on the chin and say, look, I'm not going to waste my time doing the quarter geometry. I'm not going to have time to do that. Yes, it means there will be paper uh, questions on your mock you're not going to be able to attempt, but that's going to happen anyway, right? So if you said, for example, in the room to mocks, why don't I prioritize on paper one? Let me prioritize my algebra and my calculus. On paper two, let me prioritize my trig and my statistics. So between now and my mock exams, that's what I'm going to try. Everything else I'm going to forget about because really, see, I'm not going to get it all done. Let me just focus on those four topics. And when you get your mock result back then, don't look at the overall grade. The overall grade is meaningless. What you get in, your, in a mock paper in February has absolutely no bearing on what you're going to get in June. There's no correlation between them at all. I've seen students get 15, 16% in um, February and get H1s in June. So your overall grade in February is utterly meaningless because you're not ready for two high level maths papers yet. So what you can do is you can use your mocks as an opportunity to do something a little bit more useful and then tell you what your progress has been like so far. So suppose you prioritize the four topics I just described. Suppose you did your algebra and your calculus on paper one, your trig and your statistics on paper two. Now you don't have to choose those topics, you can choose whatever topics you like. They would be the ones I would pick if you've covered those topics, they're the bigger ones. And when you get your mock result back, just see how you've done on the quest that deal with those topics. Because if you're happy with that, you can kind of say, <coughs> look, here we are, end of February, I've got those four big topics under control. They're boxed off. I'm confident I know those well. Now all I've got to focus on doing between now and the end of the year is I've got to work on the others. I've got to work on the smaller topics and start filling in the gaps. So if you kind of between, um, at this point of, of six years, even if you feel, kind of feel I haven't really set into a good study routine yet, you've got plenty of time left to do that if you approach it the right way. And the, and the, the trick is to be realistic. And say, look, over the next eight weeks or so, <clears throat> I'm just going to work on getting these topics sorted. And make sure that by the, end of, by the time I get to the end of February, March, I can put a tick beside a couple of those and say, look, those I know. Now my, 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 um, my goal looks manageable. Getting everything done by June now looks a little bit more manageable. When you're trying to do everything, the, um, it's, it's, it's the whole thing. The mountain looks too big to climb. I'm not going to make any progress at all. 
And when it comes to actually getting ready for these um, exams, the best way to study maths, you've got to be practicing questions. There's no other way to do maths. There's no point sitting there reading notes or reading theory. That's pointless. The only way to prepare for maths exams is to, is to practice questions. And you need to make sure you're practicing the right kind of questions. That don't waste your time getting your textbook out now and doing the end of chapter questions. Those questions tend to test basic skills. The questions are not set up or phrased the, the way an examiner will phrase them. He's not asking the same one thing. So you want to try and get your hands on as many exam style questions as you can and just practice them. Just see what you're doing. All right. Make sure that you, you find a balance between working on stuff you're already good at and stuff that you're not good at yet. The danger is when students are studying, they, they say, I want to do two hours of math. You do two hours of trigonometry. But your, your, your trigonometry is very good. You know it is. So you're getting all those questions right. You haven't really struggled at all. You're not really learning anything there. All you're doing is confirming that your trigonometry is solid. If you want to actually get better at maths, you've got to be working on stuff that you're struggling a bit with, that you have to stop and chew your pencil and maybe cross something out and try it again. So it, that's perfectly normal when you're doing maths. That should be happening. And that shows you're getting, that you're working on stuff that needs a bit of attention. So try to find a, a mix between those two. Don't spend all of your time doing stuff you're good at. I know it's great for your confidence, but you're not really improving your math. And there's still areas that, that need um, attention. And at the same time, don't spend all your time working on stuff that you're banging your head against a, a desk. So if you find that every time you study maths, you burst into floods of tears and have to sit rocking in the corner for 20 minutes. Okay, that's not the way to approach maths. That should happen from time to time. It is high level maths, but it shouldn't happen every time you study maths. So you, you have to keep working on the stuff you're already good at to make sure it remains stuff. You're, you're very good at but try to make sure you spend a little bit more of your time working on the stuff that you've got to stop and show your pants that you're struggling with because that's how you end up getting better and, and it's a matter of finding the two and even that act that um um procedure of bouncing between the two i mean what, what, what you find really good students often do when, um, when, they're, when they're preparing for exams they bounce around maybe when i'm doing some math study now i might do a trigonometry question and i switch and i do a sequence of series question and I'll switch and I'll do an algebra question. Because that process of switching from thinking in trigonometry terms to thinking in algebra terms, that's hugely important in an exam where you're, where you're being tested on multiple topics at the same time. So it's well worth um, in terms of studying here. I said, if, 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 in terms of prioritizing where you go from here, all right, pick a, a manageable number of topics, not them all. Say, these topics I'm going to work on now, between now, say, and the end of February. So maybe three or four topics, a couple off each paper. So I'm going to work on those for now in the end of February. And the way to work on those topics <clears throat> is to pull out practice questions, exam style questions, try them, see how you go. And doesn't matter if you've done them already, do them again. Make sure that you're able to do that and try to find a mix of questions that you're able to do, which keeps your confidence up and keeps those topics strong. And ones that you find it a bit more difficult that just that stump you a little bit so that you're actually improving the quality of your maths.